Presented by the Evangelism Department of the North American Mission Board. This is Your Church on Mission Evangelism Podcast. The podcast to help pastors be on mission in their local community. Here's your host, Joel Sutherland. Welcome to the Your Church on Mission Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Sutherland. Every study you look at in evangelism says that First Impressions Ministry is vital to seeing people come to faith in Christ. Here's how important it is. Now, I've heard three different numbers, and I'm going to give you all three numbers, but here's how important it is. Any study says that a guest decides within either six, seven, or 11 minutes if they're ever going to return to the church or not. Now, that's six, seven, or 11 minutes, and I'm going to go with the number seven. It's in the middle. Uh, Within seven minutes, a guest decides, get this, from the time they pull on the parking lot, whether they'll come back to your church or not. Now, here's what I can confidently say about that seven minutes. You have not preached a sermon as a pastor, and chances are you have not sung a song yet. So before a guest, a first-time guest, gets to experience any part of the worship service, they've already decided whether they're coming back to your church or not. I love what Andy Stanley said at the Southern Baptist Convention a few years ago. Here's what Andy Stanley said. The gospel will offend people. Let's not offend them before the gospel has a chance to offend them. So we're going to take a few moments today, and we're going to talk about first impressions ministries, how important and vital that is for your church to see people coming to faith in Christ on Sundays and really on a regular basis. I'm joined today by my co-host, Scott Smith. Scott, you've traveled the nation, and you've seen uh, First Impressions done well, and you've seen the difference that makes, and you've seen First Impressions done poorly and the difference that makes, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, traveling for years as an itinerant um, preacher and and revivalist and evangelist around the country, I have. I've, I've walked into a lot of foyers (laughs) four years <laughs> and wonder, wondered where I needed to go next. And I've, I've also gotten out of my car many times and literally been escorted uh, past maybe the first part of the, the perimeter of the building into exactly where I needed to go. And, and, and of course, regardless, many times I, I do know where to go, but I look around and I can see the overall, you know, the overall welcome factor that's being presented at the church. And, and it, it varies vastly. I remember one of the times that I was honestly, most impressed didn't even come before the service, but came after the service when I had preached that morning. And uh, I went out to my car after church to get in my car to drive to the restaurant where I'd be meeting the pastor. And I had parked in a guest uh, parking space. And my car and all the other cars uh, in the guest parking spaces had under the windshield wiper, thank goodness it wasn't a rainy day, uh, a letter uh, signed by the pastor that was placed there by someone during the service. So um, just little things like that make a big difference. And they're simple ideas, and I know we're going to get into those, but most churches honestly just don't do them. But we find that the churches that are growing and reaching people do them well. Yeah, so that that's really the, the factor we want to talk about today, is we find that, by and large, the churches that are growing and reaching people are paying very close attention to the first-time guest experience, the second-time guest experience in their church. And so that's what we want to talk about today, and we're joined by uh, a guest today who specializes in this ministry for churches, Rebecca Carlisle. Rebecca, welcome to the Your Church on Mission podcast. 
Hey, thanks so much. Hey, Rebecca, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you, uh, what you do in First Impressions and really how you got started in First Impressions ministry. Well, I am proudly a Southern Baptist preacher's daughter. <laughs> um, and I think I kind of just prayed for a ministry area, kind of just a specific area of ministry. And I just felt like God kept saying, you know, love God and love people. And I was like, okay, but that's not very specific. And mm -hmm. um, kept just kind of serving where I was at our church. And um, as we, as I grew up and got, we went, my husband and I started going to our own church and um, just kind of serving in different areas, but I never actually served in first impressions. And then um, my pastor were opening a new campus and they just called and asked me to be the first impressions coordinator. And I thought, oh my goodness, this is exactly what I had been praying for my whole life and had never really um, thought about it. So I just felt like God had totally been preparing me for this since I was um, in my dad's church and just kind of working with him side by side and just watching how him and my mom loved people really well. And um, so I got put in this position and place and just so thankful for the people that saw the gifting in me and brought it out and put me in a place to be able to pursue that. And so, um, I served at our church for a few years and then, um, I was able to kind of just transition into, um, being able to just go out and consult other churches. It's been totally a God thing. Cause I still feel like I have no business doing it. Um, cause there's just so many other people who are so much more wise and experienced, but, um, God's just been really good. And he's given me this to be received ministries, just to be able to go and help serve churches and lead them and guide them in this direction, um, to kind of bring them into being conscientious about what they're doing with their seven minutes. Yeah. Awesome. So seven minutes, the number you use. Uh, that a guest decides yeah. within seven minutes. That's good to know. Now, so Rebecca, you saw, uh, as a preacher's daughter, you saw how well your mom and dad did it, which in a smaller church, you know, that works fairly well. But as a church grows, you have to expand it beyond mom and dad, don't you? Yes, absolutely. Pastor, pastor's wife, you know. Absolutely. So I think as I got into the position, it is very hard when it's just one person doing it. And it's so important to set up a team structure so that you are not carrying the burden, whether it's someone who's paid or not, especially if they're just a lay leader, they need a co-leader or they definitely need to go ahead and get that system set up so that you have a guest services coordinator and then that you identify those different areas of guest services. So not just the parking lot, but really starting with your social media and your website because that's really where people start interacting with your church first. And then your parking lot heroes, like we like to call them, um, your greeters, your refreshment, your ushers or your section leaders, and then whatever system of follow-up you have as well. And then the de-greeting as people are leaving your church. So if you have team leaders in those different areas, then you can have a trickle-down effect or a system in place where it's not just one person carrying the load and it's done really well with efficiency and organization. Okay. So you, you, you said a whole lot there and then we're going to go back and unpack some of that because you said, okay, starting with social media, talk to us about yes. that for just a moment. Well, this is something that uh, is sort of becoming 
newer, even though it's been around for a long time, but just the awareness of the importance of it, I think. And, you know, Nelson Searcy has a wonderful book about first impressions, and he says that it's from the streets to the seats, and that's super catchy and so true. But really now it's also from the Internet to them coming into your seats, which isn't as catchy, but it's still very true. So as soon as people hear about your church, and I do it too, I automatically jump on Facebook and search for them or Twitter or Instagram and search for them. And if I don't see good reviews, for example, or if I don't see up-to-date information, or if I don't see people interacting with the site, then I know that this isn't a valued place area or that um, they're not necessarily as expectant of me as a guest as I would hope, because I'm looking on the social media sites for information about their church or their website, especially for a map or something, um, or a list of things that I can expect as a first-time guest. So I'm looking for those things as I'm getting on Facebook or their website, and if it's not there, then I'm already a little bit more nervous than usual about approaching their church physically, if that makes sense. So you, so uh, the website, social media, that that maybe helps alleviate uh, the fears, some fears of first-time guests that are coming into your church? Definitely. And that's the whole, one of the whole purposes of first impressions and guest services is breaking down those walls that people come into the church with naturally. And even as members, you know, the enemy likes to pounce on a Sunday morning, you know, and that's when you have the hardest trouble getting into church. You have fights in your family, you have car trouble, you have laundry trouble, something is happening on a Sunday morning, even if you're used to coming to that church. But if you're a first time guest, and you're going into a place you've never been, maybe you don't know anybody, maybe you know one person and you hopefully see them as soon as you pull into the parking lot. Everyone comes into a church with walls built up from past experiences or lies that they've heard from the enemy, something, and some of them just represent years and years of prayer to even get them in the car to get to the church. So if you can do anything you can on the front end as the church leadership to set them up so that they are as comfortable as possible, then we need to do that. So your website should have maps on them. You should have a list of what to expect as you come in as a first-time guest, directional signs, signs in your parking lot once you get there. But that social media website, having that set up initially so that guests can look there first would be the first step in breaking down those walls and barriers that people have to come to your church initially. Yeah, that you know that's such a great point, and and uh, I think one of the assumptions now has to be that 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 is where they will see you first. Uh, if even Absolutely. if they get an invitation from a friend or they drive by the church sign where where the church plant literally is, they're before they make a decision, they're going to go look online. They're going to go look at the reviews. They're going to go look at the Facebook page. And so I, I love what you're saying because, you know, we've kind of been saying this too as well. Joel and I, we talk about that the front door of your church has moved from the physical door behind the brick steps out to it's now a digital front door. And that really yeah. is your first impression is made. So, so you're really kind of hitting all those points that churches, a lot of churches really honestly haven't thought about in terms of that's where the initial impact or impressions made. Yeah. Yes, it, it's kind of unfortunate, yes, but it's something that can easily be fixed. 
so we we moved from the uh, social media aspect. We moved from online to offline, and maybe next area is the parking lot. Is that is that yes. what you would say? Okay. And what yes. what do, and what I do love greeters need to do in the parking lot? The greeters in the parking lot, and I like to call them parking lot heroes because I think parking lot and your refreshments area is your hardest area for volunteers. Unfortunately, I mean. Um, it's where you see the most burnout, um, but there's the most important people, honestly. I mean, the parking lot people are the front lines of the discipleship process because I also believe that first impressions is part of that discipleship process because they're not going to, people aren't going to come to know Jesus and enter into discipleship process that your church offers if they are turned off in that first seven minutes. That was mentioned earlier. So these parking lot people have an eternally significant role in what they do and that needs to be communicated to them as much as possible so that you keep them in those positions but yes having those parking lot people out there who know what their purpose is and are out there with smiles on their faces rain shine snow sleet whatever they have beautiful huge umbrellas and you have provided them with some nice little hand warmers and they are ready to go out there um, to greet people and so I think having a mix of parking lot people at the very front of your entrance, all the way in to point people to guest parking and um, all scattered around to help the flow of traffic is super important, as well as having signage out in your parking lot to help with the flow. So having first-time guest parking signage or turn your flashers on if you're a first-time guest kind of signage so that people know um, who the first-time guests are so that you can be more attentive to them as a greeter or a parking lot person as well. Having all those things in place, being identified, the, the parking lot people having walkie-talkies or some way to communicate with each other, but those people are so important to that initial few minutes. Mm. So um, you like to have them staged all around the parking lot, umbrellas, helping people get out of cars, I'm saying that with a question mark, or just directing them where to <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you can train your people, and it also depends on how many people you have, because this is a very, like I said, high challenge, also high invitation area to have volunteers. So if you're starting out with just a few parking lot people, definitely the most important thing is at least flow of traffic directions for them to handle. And then once your parking lot team can grow, then having those people on reserve to help escort people out of their car especially in the rain especially those moms struggling to get the kids out of the car and just being able to have people there to see where needs are in the parking lot that is going the extra mile the next step and that's something to definitely work towards but I think the first step is having people out there to help direct the flow of traffic awesome so we, we've got them on the parking lot we've got them in a parking space We've helped them out of the car, and it's a sunny day. Now, mm -hmm. what happens? Where do you want the, the next point of contact to be? I love seeing greeters on the sidewalks and kind of being that in-between person between the parking lot people and your at-the-front-door greeters so that they can help guide people in. Um, signs are super important. We love signage, but people are always better than signs. And I think Danny Frank says that. Um, but people are always more important than signs. We love smiling faces. 
um, but signs are important too. So if you can have greeters out on the sidewalk to help um, draw people in as well and help them figure out where to go, especially if your church has multiple entrances, then that would be even better. Okay, awesome. So now, getting them to that front door. Mm-hmm. I didn't ask you this in the beginning. Do you like to see all your greeters wearing lanyards, T-shirts, wearing uh, gloves? Great question. Yeah, I think it's kind of up to the culture of your church. Some people, we have, at our church in particular, we've gone back and forth between name tags, lanyards, T-shirts. We tried it all. And I think it's just whatever your kind of church culture is. I love the bigger, the bolder, the better. So T-shirts are always the boldest way to go because it's easy to see who has the similar T-shirt on, and that's the T-shirt I can go to if I need help finding something. It's the same thing with your signs. If you have signs that have big, bold, uncomplicated, fontage lettering up high for people to see, then that's just as eye-catching and helpful as possible. So I love T-shirts with bright, bold colors and very simple lettering of how can I help you or something on the t-shirt, but lanyards and name tags are easy first steps getting started. So I think lanyards and name tags for a church that's just starting out is a great option. And then working towards the bigger and bolder step of a t-shirt. I recently heard uh, another guy named Scott Smith, pastor Scott Smith (laughs) uh, of, uh, of a church down in Tucker, Georgia, um, I think I forget the name of his church, but he, he gave, gave a great tip. He was saying all the same stuff, except he said that he still holds a handful of greeters to be in the mix that don't have any identification as greeters that are, I love it. yeah, yeah. Positioned to look for the guests and greet the guests and be nice to the guests, talk to them, uh, you know, because the guy wearing the badge is that's his job, right? So he just kind of yeah. keeps in the mix. Those that are unidentified. Uh, as greeters, just to be greeters, and and just to make that first impression as well. Again, we're talking about first impressions, so uh, that that makes a strong impression if, if they don't have the. So to have both, obviously, you know, some some folks, especially parents with kids, are going to want to know who to talk to, right, to find the next step. So to, yeah. to have those identified, and then to have some unidentified for that reason of just making personal connections, you know, unguarded as absolutely. A, Yes, and I think that's important as well to kind of create the culture of first impressions rather than it just being left up to one group of people. And I think that is a beautiful heart behind that and what every church should be striving for, not just making it a committee, but a cultural thing for your church. Hmm. That's 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 a good word. And the only way it's going to be cultural is if they're seeing it, seeing it Sunday in, Sunday out, orchestrated well, then it starts to catch on uh, as kind of a cultural, natural thing to do, I think, in the church service. So yeah. that's good. All right. So we've so we've we've they've checked us out online. We look really good. We're welcoming. They've pulled onto the property. We've directed them to a first time guest space and we've been really nice to them. Now they were walking towards the building and somebody on the sidewalk has made sure they're going in the right door and said, good morning to them. Now they're about to open the door is where's the next line of uh, first impressions. Yes. You have to have a very obvious welcome space. So whether it's a, whether you have it as a connection tent outside, right, right outside of your front doors, or you have a welcome desk, 
whatever it looks like for you, or you have both. I mean, that would be great too. Um, but whatever you have available to you, that's so important for a greeter to be able to direct someone. And when I say direct someone, I mean, you have a greeter that welcomes that person into the church. And then you have another greeter that's right there who can walk that person right to that welcome space. Instead of just saying, oh, our welcome space is around the corner to the right, past the bathrooms, whatever, you are actually walking with them to that space so that they don't feel like they're just floating free in the air and they have okay. a chance to leave. Okay, so. so now I have a question. So uh, at my church, yeah. I do a pastor's guest reception after the service. And in good weather, we set up a tent around the first time guest parking. And we say, hey, after the service, I want you to come by. I'm going to be in the parking lot where you parked. Come by and see my wife and I, and we have a gift for you and all that. You're saying, perhaps, tell me if I read this correctly, to have that tent set up before the service and a sign on it that says connections tent or guests come here first or whatever. And you actually direct guests towards a tent in the parking lot. Yes. And then you have people and I love that y'all have the tent at the guest parking after the service as well. I mean, de greeting is just as important as the initial greeting part. So well done. But um, I think also having it at the beginning, because if I am, when I do my secret shopping, sometimes I am by myself. Sometimes I have my husband with me. Sometimes I have friends and my husband, but we always have the children. So we need to know our first priority is to know where the nursery is or where the kids area is. And so that is probably my highest priority and a little awkward so if I can get to a clearly identified space filled with people who are willing to help me um, that's their job then I can feel again like my walls coming down a little bit I'm getting less nervous I'm getting more comfortable and I'm going to be right there with people immediately who can help me get my kids to where they need to go and so you have people that are staying in that place of welcome whether it's your desk or your tent and then you also have people who are ready to walk with the guests to wherever they need to go. And so if we are there with our kids and we ask where the nursery is, someone's going to walk with us. And along the way, they'll say, oh, and by the way, here's our bathroom. And let me introduce you to Bob right here so that they're already kind of connecting with the community of the church, even on that walk. So that walk might not seem like it's important, but it is a very important process in terms of the first impressions. Well, yeah, you can't walk in silence with the guest right. or you just create this. They're already feeling awkward and you'll create an awkward transition that honestly, the husband and wife are, uh, are rolling their eyes kind of at each other behind your back and can't wait to get away from you if you're not careful. You've been listening to Your Church on Mission podcast, and we've been talking to Rebecca Carlisle about first impressions. This is part one of a two-part podcast. So be sure and listen to the next podcast and you're going to get some fantastic ideas on first impressions, and even following up with first-time guests. Thanks for listening to Your Church on Mission Evangelism Podcast. To find out more about leading your church on mission, be sure and check out the blog, www.namb.net forward slash Your Church on Mission. To send in a comment or question, email it to evangelism at namb.net.